I'm Amy, sex educator, somatic sex and relationship coach, and sex shop owner. And I'm April, VP of an international high-end pleasure products company and boss queen sex toy mogul. We're best friends who make our own rules about who we are as sexual beings. With everything from how to be a badass in the bedroom to top tips for bringing your relationship to the next level, we have something just for you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com. Hello, everyone. Hi, folks. It's a wonderful podcast. You're going to love it. About P to the U to the SSY. Pussy. Pussy. <laughs> that was good. Or your other known as, otherwise known as the Volva, the Yoni, uh, Cunt, the uh, Munching Box, the Beautiful Flower, um, the ta- Pink Taco, <laughs> <laughs> Clam, the something. Beef curtains, don't ever call no, it that. No, don't say no. that. Um, Although I've called it that because I think it's funny. What about you? the, your majestic gem? Yeah, I like that. What about your lotus flower? Oh, your lotus flower. I like these. Yes. Yeah, these are fun. Anyways, we say pussy a lot, so you'll hear a lot about pussy. But um, this podcast is really exciting because um, we have a guest who is a male-bodied individual. And um, April and I were just talking about how... I, actually, April said this. She's like, we need more men on our show. <laughs> so, And he actually reached out to us um, like a week after that. So super exciting. And he's bringing it from that perspective, you know, for him as on the giver's side from his experience. And he has his own podcast called The Love Drive. Um, he's awesome. And it was really, really fun conversation between the three of us. So he's a good speaker. He sounds yeah. great. And he's got good knowledge. I, I enjoyed recording with him. A he's lot a of sweetheart. It, a lot of it is very much aligned with uh, how how we operate already in terms yeah. of our advice that we give. Totally. Mm-hmm. I, I did enjoy, but he had additions for sure. And I think that he had some, it's great to get a male perspective, I yeah. think, um, on the subject. So um, I also really dug part of um, what he was talking about uh, with blowjobs. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. So yeah, I don't know. This is a good episode. I like it. I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited, excited for you all. Too. So stay tuned. We'll just do a couple announcements and we will just let you go on your merry little dive way. into the pussy. Diving into the pussy. Um, I'll make a quick announcement yep. about our folks at Margins Wine. <laughs> I'm not drinking wine at the moment because really? again, I have a lot of work to do right now. So oh. I'm like on hot octopus work train because we're prepping for a a massive pleasure products trade show that amy and i will both be at um it's not open to the public sorry so i won't give any details but i'm just busy with that so my quick announcement is that if you buy and you go on marginswine.com and buy three or more bottles and use the code shameless 10 or shameless sex 10 i'm so sorry shameless sex 10 you will get 10 percent off three plus bottles of wine and if you buy six plus bottles of wine she'll give you 15 percent off um use shameless sex 15 um and i believe it's all caps but check it out she never has done discounts for anyone before this is specifically for us because she loves what we're doing she loves our cause and because we love her wine so check it out it's boutique wine raw wine and it tastes really great so marginswine.com y'all Woo-hoo. yum i love margins wine i'll drink it you don't have to april <laughs> um okay so some other announcements and you probably have already heard this if you listen to the last podcast but april and i are teaching in san francisco 
um, at the Center SF. And you can find out more information if you go to Eventbrite and look up either the Center SF or Shameless Sex. Um, it is Thursday, August 2nd, I believe at 7.30 p.m. And we'll be there teaching our Erotic Superstar Empowerment Workshop. So come and learn from us in person. It's going to be super fun. Hope to see you there. What day is it? August 2nd. August 2nd. So Thursday in San Francisco. Thursday. Uh, we And then I'm also teaching a workshop on August 5th, which is Sunday in Santa Cruz. It's a um, a sensual workshop, like a sensual tantra dance workshop um, yeah, alongside Daniel Molnar. Um, and it's for couples or lovers. You come with someone and you get to do all these fun, sexy exercises together. It's a three-hour workshop on Sunday evening and it's at Pure Pleasure. So you can go learn more at purepleasureshop.com. I have another announcement. I will be leading a puja, which is like a tantric ceremony ritual of um, connection uh, at the What is Erotic Foreplay Soiree. (laughs) Foreplay Soiree. Um, It's August 3rd. It's at the 418 Project. You can buy tickets at brownpapertickets.com. Or you can learn more. You can go to the 418project.com as well. This is in Santa Cruz. Um, the event starts at 6.30. There's a opening reception. And then I'm doing the puja at 8 o'clock. So if you want to come for some delicious tantra connection with others. And then there's um, dance performances and all kinds of yumminess. I think the evening goes until 10 p.m. Uh, so, again, this is on August 3rd. That's a Friday, 6.30 to 10 p.m. at the 418 Project. Get your tickets ahead of time from brownpapertickets.com. It's called What is Erotic Presents Foreplay Soiree. And I would love to see you there. Oh, you know what? One other announcement. Amy and I will be together in Brooklyn, New York for the She Expo. We'll also be recording a live podcast. Um, we'll have a booth and some, there's some goodies there. It's actually open to the public and it is free. So check it out. We're in Brooklyn. I think it's at the Brooklyn Convention Center. Um, and there'll be other um, manufacturers there. There's goodies. There's freebies. There's toys. But if you're in Brooklyn, New York, September 22nd or 23rd, stop in. Check us out. See Amy and I in person and um in action yep i think that's it for that our it? announcements yeah okay cool i'm still looking for that burning man ticket if anyone has one oh. reach out you, you know, know i bet the closer it gets someone will be like oh here you go because i can't go or yeah the closer it gets i'll be more likely to make different plans also known True. as not make plans because i'm trying to do that oh let me share just one thing before oh. i finish um so i did this thing this is not related to sex at all but i'm an over planner and I plan so much that I just pack my days full of like 20 things. And so what I just did, and I've been saying I'm going to do this for a long time, is I've actually put little blocks in my plan that say do not schedule anything where I'm not allowed to schedule anything. So I just have more free time to just like flow. And I just did that yesterday. I'm only telling you all because I'm really proud of myself. Good job. And if you're a type A like me or you tend to be overly busy, um, I suggest doing this. And I just did it. It's only day one going well so far. <laughs> I started saying no as well to people because I get yeah. people like friends that I haven't touched base with in a while that I'm like, oh, let's do lunch. Mm-hmm. Let's do lunch this day. And I end up just booking lunches like five days, six days, uh, like a week or, mm-hmm. and it's, it gets to be a lot because, um, it's just time, time, yeah. time, time is actually the Hopis Indians didn't have a word for, um, the, past or future because they said time is right now have i told you that before no the time is meow time is meow (laughs) aka also 
pussy. No, time is meow. Pussy. Time oh, yeah. is. That's Here. perfect. That's Ties right into the podcast. So there's just some words of wisdom from both of us. Uh-huh. Some Take gems some you. Take some time. Self-care time for everyone is yes. necessary. So. Um, and then some last things, too. Um, we're in, actually in a hurry now, so we can't answer a sex question. Um, but um, you can get any sex questions answered on Juicebox very quickly. If you go to Juicebox, the Juicebox app, um, you can be lined up with a coach. Um, I'm a coach on there, but I am currently actually full on there. Um, but you can be lined up with a coach and get sex questions answered right away. And um, it's all through chat. So it's essentially anonymous that is available to you. And lastly, um, on this podcast, we talk about some good book references um, and you can get those books at purepleasureshop.com. And if you use coupon code shameless sex, no, <laughs> I think it's a shameless PP. Shameless, I need to change that. Shameless PP in all caps, you get 15% off. Um, and that applies to all of our sex toys and everything too. And I think that's it. We're just going to dive into the pussy because we said this, you know, just dive right in. Let's do it. Just dive in. All right. All right. All right, everyone. It is time for the episode on what women wish you knew. You're not going to say dive in when we're talking about pussies? It's actually perfect. That's what I'm saying. Are you ready to dive in to what women wish you knew about eating pussy? Ooh, Ooh. it's a juicy topic. I do like this topic. What are some other good words that will kind of remind you of some pussy? Meow. Meow. <laughs> the pussycat song? It's a, oh yeah. That's a good It's one. a wet and hot topic. Um, I'm going to have you talk in your mic like that. Why? Because, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm All usually right. so loud. Anyways, everyone, let me give you the, um, the, 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 the gist of who we are talking to. And we're actually on video, so we're actually looking at this lovely gentleman's face, but you all don't get to see him. He's adorable. He is Just beautiful. So handsome. <laughs> okay, anyways. <clears throat> Sean is a writer and host of The Love Drive, a playful and honest podcast that looks into the broad and captivating world of modern sexuality and intimacy. He brings humor and depth to the often awkward, scary topics of of the heart and the loins. This podcast is unabashedly, I said that wrong, sex positive, bright, and alive. To learn more, visit thelovedrive.com. Welcome, Sean. So glad to be here. And we might be doing a dual release, too. So actually, this might be going on to your podcast as well. Do we need to intro ourselves? <laughs> yeah, why don't? Yeah, please. Why don't you, you two introduce yourselves? Okay, cool. Um, Go for it, Amy. Hey, everyone. My name's Amy. I am a certified sex educator and a sex and relationship coach. I also co-own a sex shop called Pure Pleasure Shop in Santa Cruz. And I am one of the co-hosts of the Shameless Sex Podcast with April. Hi, y'all. I'm April. I'm... Boss, queen, sex toy mogul of Hot Octopus, an international pleasure products company. I basically run the shit, and we focus <laughs> on penis toys. And I am the co-host, co-host. I do lots of accents too, if you want me to, um, of the Shameless Sex Podcast. Thanks for having us, Sean. So yeah. exciting to be How to have fun. this co-release situation. I know yeah. it's so it's it's fun. It's fun to dual release, and then we're all in the realm of sexuality. And you know what? Sean, before I spoke with you a couple weeks ago, April was just saying that we need more men on our podcast. So it was perfect. It was it was it was destiny. Universally yes. charged. Yes. You know, I need more men on my podcast. Is it hard to find men for yeah. are you finding? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they the just they're, they're not they don't want to go on record. They don't want for people to know that they're talking about sex. Especially about sex. Right. Yeah, I think that that's also why there I think there's like lower engagement on this on this kind of stuff because we're just 
it's a little sticky, icky to talk about, and you don't want to look like you need help in that department. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing with, uh, yeah, with with masculinity, right? Is that you're supposed to be born knowing everything. You are sex god, and that's a lot of pressure. It doesn't work that way. No. I never got the guide. No, you had you figure it out. On I had to write trial. it. Had to write it myself. Did you have a lot of error along the way? Do you have some fun error stories? I mean, of course. It's like if you're sexually active for any length of time, you're going to have some, some stories. I mean, just the way I lost my virginity was like kind of, kind of sad. You know, like there was somebody else in the room. It was at a party. Everybody left to go get drugs, and then it was just me and this woman and another woman, and we were watching pornography. And she sat on my lap, and she was like, "This is, uh, this is the hottest seat in the house." And then we had sex. I lasted like two minutes. The condom was black. I was 15 years old. It was all awkward. My dad picked me up. I thought I smelled like sex and I was embarrassed. (laughs) And then the next day at school, somebody like came up to me. They're like, yo, what's up? I heard you had a tan penis. What? And like it it had gone around. Not that it was small, (laughs) just that it was tan. So, (laughs) Well, Well, that's... I mean, it could uh, be worse, but still, it's funny that people knew about your penis. (laughs) And that it was tan. I mean, I don't... I mean, I've always wanted a nickname... You know, in high penis. school, but like Tan Dick wasn't it. <laughs> so was that your nickname then, Tan Dick? I mean, it went around. It didn't like stick, but it but it's, it, was, it stuck around for long enough. Wow. Hey, I like this. Let's share virginity stories. April, well, tell us about yours. Hmm. Mine wasn't just, I was like house sitting for my friend. That was a nice house. And uh, I had a boyfriend and he was four years older than I was. So he's in college and I was. That's illegal. Barely. (laughs) (laughs) Call the cops. (laughs) I think there's a statute of limitations on that. Um, And basically we just had really boring average sex and it wasn't pleasurable at all I don't remember how long it lasted I just remember being relieved it was over and like I wasn't a virgin anymore that's what I remember I was like I don't care I'm not a virgin Woo. I mean who has really wonderful connected amazing orgasmic mind mutually orgasmic mind-blowing first time sex when they lose their virginity and also it's called losing your virginity that's just funny you're losing <laughs> such a, so interesting what about what was yours um, oh, super orgasmic and connected and <laughs> just kidding that's what i was waiting for you're obviously <laughs> yeah, the one who obviously, the unicorn yeah no i'm definitely not the unicorn um so mine was interesting it was with my childhood best friend so someone i was best friends with went from age like two or three until five or six and we didn't have sex then everyone but I had a crush on him then I had crushes since I was born I just love boys and and then in high school we actually dated and we dated for like two or three months I think before we decided to have sex and we were both virgins at that time so it was our first time for both of us and same thing like uh I mean it was it was you know, my, my, in my room at my house, it wasn't terrible. My parents were totally on board and supportive and I felt safe and secure, except that he broke up with me a week later. And that was traumatizing. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. To go through this really intimate experience with someone that I, you know, felt this trust and then we had this history and, uh, and he didn't even think about it that way for him. It was just more like, yeah, I'm just not really feeling this anymore. And I was like, wow, this is like really devastating. Um, so yeah, so I don't really have fond memories of that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad. So I there we go. It. This is, this is the experience that a lot of people have uh-huh. and it doesn't get terribly like better over time. I mean, it does, it does a little bit over time, but we're just not taught how to do it. Yeah. We're so not, we're yeah, not taught how to do it. 
they have these experiences and then they keep having these trial and error experiences. And I think there's plenty of people as adults who are still having, you know, that experience you had, like someone went to buy drugs and we were in a room and there was someone else and la da da da. And then everyone was talking about the next day. Like that's happening to 50 year olds. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Well, my second time we tried in a hot tub, by the way, that wasn't, that wasn't pleasurable. I was like, what the hell? This sucks. Did you get a yeast infection? (laughs) No, I've never had one. Or, oh, no, one. She did. I only had a one. We have our yeast anniversary in it our wasn't phone, then. in our mutual calendar. It's coming up. <laughs> but for folks listening, hot tub sex isn't recommended in general. A lot of friction. Well, what about pussy eating in the hot tub, I know. Sean? Hey, yeah. What about that? Like, you know, someone kind of on the edge of the hot tub and you in the hot... I mean, that seems kind of nice. I mean, that sounds good. A lot of things to me sound good in theory, but in practice... They don't really turn out like shower sex. I love the idea of it, but the reality is that somebody's always cold and it's kind of slippery and the angles are all wrong and mm-hmm. you know the lubrication doesn't really work that well. I would be down to. I think I've gotten down in a hot tub once or twice, and I think it's more of like that's foreplay to like bring it back to to the bedroom. I like. I I just like bedroom sex. I don't know. Maybe I'm just like a vanilla dude, but like I, I like a bed. You know, mm-hmm. I don't like beach sex. I don't like. I mean, forest sex could be kind of fun. But, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting too old for all that acrobatic stuff. You don't stuff. want sand in your bits? I don't want sand in my bits. I don't want you to get sand in your bits, really. I really don't want sand in my bits. <laughs> well, yeah. Speaking of bits and pussy eating, can you tell us, because I am curious, um, mm-hmm. when this podcast uh, topic came out, I was like, oh, awesome. I, I'm so stoked to have a male perspective from you as, as an expert on the topic, but tell us about the work that you do and you know, how did you get where you are at this point in your, in your life? It's a fun, like uh, origin story about the love drive. I started the love, the love drive in, in 2014 and basically it exists to help people have more sex and more love through open, honest and playful communication. That's it. Like I figured out along the way that the best way to get something is to ask for it. And I don't play games because I don't know the rules. Like, I just don't understand the rules. And so for me to just be honest and playful has always has like gotten me what I wanted. And so that's my whole goal. Like, that's the goal of the love drive. And so I work with people one on one to help them get this, you know, whatever the, the sex or love life of their dreams is. Um, I also write articles. And then more recently, now I host this podcast on modern sexuality and intimacy. And, you know, the love drive started after traveling i used to be in tech i didn't like tech i used to live in the bay area for several years i worked for yahoo for like maybe seven years and then i left and i did a bunch of traveling when i came back i was completely broke like so broke and living in san francisco which is not a great place to be broke and i started driving a taxi like an actual taxi before uber and lyft oh like the yellow taxis (laughs) i used to work for luxor yeah like a yellow cab yeah um although they were like little ford escapes not crown vicks anymore at that point they were hybrids Mm -hmm. and driving a taxi is super fun until it gets until it's not because it's it's not very cerebral like you're just driving people around and and like trying to figure out traffic patterns and so what i did was i set up gopros and lights and microphones in the taxi. And I started interviewing people about sex and love and I called it the love drive. And like, that's where the idea came from. Mm. And I did it because I, oh, I have like this, this bottomless well of passion and energy to talk about sexuality and intimacy. And there are some things that, that like I know a lot about and there's, but there's more things that I'm just like really curious about. 
And I love, I just love talking to people about it and normalizing behaviors that for the most part are, are totally normal, but that we don't think are that normal. And so that's, that's been the goal of the love drive is just to like educate and entertain and, and like talk about something that we so desperately need to talk about more. Mm-hmm. I love that. Did you also know that April likes watching taxicab porn? It's her favorite type of porn. I'm, April, on, a, I'm on a fast though right are, now. Are you turned on as he said that? Yes. <laughs> mm. But typically I like the British cabs, those black You could do maybe talk in a British accent. That are, right. I, with, yeah. I don't think I can, but I've seen that porn. So I've seen that porn. It's good. <laughs> like fake, yeah. fake cab porn is. Yep, that's it. It's mm. pretty interesting. It gets um, her. It gets her engine. Gets me going. every time. Yeah. <laughs> I I never had sex in the cab. I okay. was propositioned several times oh. as I dropped somebody off to go have sex with them, and I I declined them. Was it a sex proposition for sure that they just want you to come inside and maybe have a cup of tea, a nightcap? Yeah. It 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 wasn't like a will you have sex with me ask, but it was pretty clear what was going to happen. But the problem is like I was like working. So unless you were right. going to pay me to have sex, I'm losing money on this transaction, you know? So I declined. But if you're going to pay me, the answer might be yes. I might. Um, maybe. <laughs> I would consider keeping the keeping the meter running. I would. Yeah. Oh, there I you went, go. One time I was in Detroit and I ended up going to my Uber driver's house. I was with another friend and partying with our Uber driver until 7 in the morning. And then he ran the meter again to take us back to the hotel. And... Yeah, that was my most risque moment with a transport um, operative driver, if you will. Risky business. Yeah, we were doing some illegal things, probably. Oh, yeah, probably. But no sex. Yeah, no sex. Ah, oh, bummer. Would um, make for oh. a, a great porn porno. <laughs> I know the yeah. Uber porn. Hey. Um, okay, I have a question for you. Really important question, Sean. Yep. Why do you think a lot of folks aren't so great at eating pussy? Hmm? Good question. I think it's like, it's a multi-part answer. And number one is I think that we're just not taught how to have sex. Mm. I mean, there's a lack of, even in, in like in sex ed, they're not telling you the mechanics of how to be a good lover. And so I think that's, that's first of all, we're just, we, we don't talk about it. Uh, we're not taught how to have it. And, and if, if you look at porn as an educator, I don't think it's a great, it's not a great tool. It's not, it's not real sex. Um, there are, I went on, I went on Pornhub today for research purposes. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's 51,000 blowjob videos oh, in, in the wow. category and there's wow, wow. 10,000 pussy licking videos. Of course, always less. Sounds about right. Mm -hmm. So from a porn perspective, like you, it's, it's harder to shoot. Number one, it's just so much easier, I think, to shoot a blowjob video than it is a pussy eating video because of the angles. It's hard to like get in there. So, so we're not taught how to have it. Uh, second is that we don't talk about we don't talk about sex. Uh, I don't talk about sex with my male friends. Like I talk about it more than most because of the vocation that I'm in. But for the most part, we don't talk about techniques. We don't talk about exactly how to do what we do. We don't talk about how to make women come. Like it's just. The extent of the the conversations that that most men have is like, uh, they'll say, "Oh, I I got laid last night," and they'll be like, "Tight, awesome, yeah." 
Did she blow you? <laughs> Fuck yeah. And that's that's it. That's the level of that's how deep we go with cut with talking about sex. You guys don't talk about like how much you love eating pussy. Like I love eating pussy. Nothing like that. She had the best tasting pussy I've ever had. Nope. No. I feel like our friend group does do that. The the guys do they do that with each other? I've heard them say that. Like I love eating pussy. I don't like, think it's common though. I don't okay. think it, I don't think it's a common conversation. I was hoping it was. And are you sure that they only do it around us? But with the, with just, I mean, maybe they don't. Maybe they're trying to impress me. Yeah, they're talking about it with us, but because of what we do. But I don't know if they're hanging out with their guy friends and being like, "Yeah, last True. night I went down and my my woman and her pussy was just so juicy and on fire and it was so delicious and I love every second. I got juices all over my face." Whereas like us, when we're telling stories, you know, as women. Like the cum went into my eye, you shot a load in my eye and then went in my ear a little bit. You know, I was like, oh man, yeah. thankfully it didn't go in my eye. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I'm with you. thing again. There it is. I mean, it's just, we're just not taught to talk about it. It's awkward. And, it, you know, from my perspective, the best way to get better at anything is to, is through practice, of course, and feedback. Mm-hmm. So without feedback, we're sort of just left to figure it out for ourselves and, you know, you can get better at anything by doing lots of it, but with instruction, you get so much better. So I think there's a lack of communication overall and then also during the act itself. Like it can be really difficult to say, do you like what I'm doing? Do you want me to go softer, harder? What about this? Like, do you like do you like the in and out motion or more of a circular motion? Like if you're not used to talking about that, it, it just it's hard to break that barrier. Mm-hmm. So and I that, think that's... Yeah. That's another reason why uh, people aren't so great at eating pussy is because we don't talk about it. People uh, do the biting that that like little that, that nibble thing. And I'm like, what? They, Who would in their right mind? I've had that. Someone do that before. Nibbled your clit. Nibbled it. it was like nibble. They saw that important. I mean, oh, that, so that's that's. We're gonna talk about the five steps of eating pussy, but please tell me that nibbling is never one of them. That's Am one just... through five, actually. Every step is nibbling. Nibbled, yeah. Just bite it with teeth and everything. Well, okay. I would like to know. <laughs> So what you've actually seen in porn, like you were on Pornhub today, did you see anything on there that even resembled like, oh yeah, that looks like some great pussy eating, like that, the women's enjoying that? I, no, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't look at any videos. Oh, you didn't? I just, okay. I just looked at the numbers. Yeah, I should have. That's. I should have well, looked at some pussy eating tutorials. Well, for the porn that Homework you've seen though, I mean, okay, I can speak for myself. The porn that I've seen, um, the way that the, 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 the pussy, the vulva is being touched, um, whether it's with fingers or a mouth, generally speaking, is not the way my pussy would like to be touched. Um, and I can't speak for everyone, but it's usually really fast, really hard, pretty aggressive. Um, they, there's not, like, not a lot of warm up or any, like whole, yeah, like, yeah. Like yeah. you're trying to burn it off with your fingers. And then yeah. when the, the, the mouth is, it's just, yeah. So I don't know. And I don't think that that's like the general representation of it. It's just more like for um, shock factor. Yeah. What's, I mean, I've slapped a pussy, you know, maybe a handful of times in a, an appropriate context, but I've seen a lot of pussy slapping in porn. I like know. More, more. A lot of female on female slapping from the videos I've watched. Wait, pussy well, slapping each other? Yeah. Like, like the, when there's, well, I watch a lot of threesome porn and it's typically, um, you know, one um, of the, the performers is slapping it and getting it ready and then going and um, eating her pussy. And it's a lot of like, from what I've seen. That and if it's if it's two men on one woman, it's always the woman doing all the work. The man's not like eating her pussy. She's like usually sucking cock and then has something has inside something of inside of her. Mm-hmm. So that's just a side note. Sorry to get off track. I mean, that's du- it's double the yeah. work. 
yeah. double the work. Well, these here's hence why a lot of reasons why people aren't so great at eating pussy is because their number one sex educator is either showing them imagery of it not even being on the table or two, the way that they're doing it isn't generally uh, what pussies absolutely love anyways. It's all, I mean, the list goes on. I have two more reasons why uh, people aren't great at it. If you want to hear them. I do. Yes, please. Uh, One of them is that it's, I mean, what I'm really interested in is this, is the fact that it's, it is kind of complicated and it can be a bit intimidating in the sense of if we're, we're talking about um, female arousal versus male arousal. So you've, you probably know about Naomi Wolf's book, Vagina. Mm-hmm. It's downstairs. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You gave that to me. It's such a good book <laughs> in which she talks about male arousal being uh, sort of uh, similar to Manhattan. There's uptown, midtown, downtown. It's very straightforward. Most people are, are most men are wired the same way. You know, do this, stroke this, and you'll get this result. And for the most part, it's true. Whereas women's arousal systems are like San Paulo, Brazil during Carnival. <laughs> There's like dead end streets and like one ways and nothing leads. To, everything is different and all women are different. And so it can be complicated, intimidating because there isn't just like a thing that works for everybody and so i think that's another barrier to like great pussy eating is that it's sort of like the rubik's cube that you have to solve every time do you feel like your journey with learning how to be you know a great pussy eating human has been just like trial and error have you read more books other than vagina or i mean how did you build your skill set and get your phd in pussy (laughs) books Books. Absolutely. What can you recommend to our listeners? Because I know they always ask us for book recommendations. I mean, Doctor Doctor Ian Kerner's uh, "She Comes First is, oh, is sort yeah. of like the Bible. Okay. You don't have to do all of the steps. There's a, like a there's a lot of steps, and some of them work, and some of them don't for different type of people. But I've sort of used uh, some of that with some of my own stuff, and sort of molded this thing that it doesn't work for everybody, but is highly adaptable and and often gets the job done. Mm, is like it that. nina hartley the the um she's like a, a staple in the porn industry right nina hartley am i saying her last name she does uh-huh. a, an intro um an intro to pussy eating um video that's really great that my ex-husband watched i watched it with him and i was like yeah she's got some great tips mm-hmm. it was like an instructional video mm-hmm. so yeah and what yeah. were the results the post watching yeah, results she, she was just because um he you know he was always asking me i was really shy back then if you can imagine about just telling him what i wanted and so i was like well let's watch this video because i watched it at pure pleasure i think back in the day um, and, uh, we watched it and it was just, he did take a lot of the stuff and then I would, um, add pieces and it was easier for me to communicate with him at the time watching the video. Um, and then after the video was done, yeah, we went into it and it was a lot of the, the fingers that she used as well, not just the tongue. It was like incorporating fingers, which had never been done before. So Ma- mandatory. It's yes. mandatory. Yes. It's, not, it's almost impossible to do it without the fingers. Yeah. Your hands are your friends, everyone. Same for blowjobs. But what's, yeah. your, 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 what's your last reason why you think people aren't so great at eating pussy? You had one more. Oh, because it's really uncomfortable. It can be really uncomfortable in terms of like just body mechanics of like uh. being in between legs. And if you're if you're not set up right, I'm a huge fan and just getting the setup dialed. Uh, you'll just quit before the magic's over. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. giving blowjobs is, is I've given a few. 
not a huge fan. Feels a little bit like sucking like an, on an elbow, but a uh, <laughs> lot of work. Actually, more more work. Blowjobs. I'm just not turned on by penises, so it's like sucking on like a, you know nothing, like a non erogenous body part. Mm-hmm. Giving blowjobs is actually more work than eating pussy, I think. But I'm not oh. that. Well, it's definitely like a lot more like jaw work. It can be a little bit more exhaustive. Well, there's a whole big old thing you're trying to take in your mouth. So, I mean, not like always big, but you know, core, you know core <laughs> neck, the whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Gagging, all of it, like the gag reflex. There's a whole mm-hmm. slew of things. Well, and one thing I want to add to that list is there's this uh, cultural um, idea. And it's not just art. I mean, th- okay. Oftentimes people think the pussy is gross. There is, you know, the thing about it being more dirty or gross or there's something about it, whereas the cock seems to be more socially accepted to put a mouth on versus the pussy. And I have definitely met some uh, female body folks who don't love sucking cock. Um, It's more so they just don't like really the act of it. They just don't feel like it or they don't like cum. But I've met some male body folks who just won't go down on women. They just don't, they don't like it. They think it's gross. And, um, and that's, you know, kind of a bummer if, if there were the partner that really wants that, but that is, is a thing. I think that the pussy is, um, socially, uh, believed to be more disgusting than a penis. Yep. I, I totally agree with you. I've, I've heard of these men I've read. I don't agree that, that it is more disgusting. I agree that it's culturally thought of as more mm-hmm. disgusting. And I've, I, I know men like that. I've, I was reading a vice article about a dude who doesn't go down on women, but still expects to get blowjobs, oh, which God. is just mind boggling. Like it doesn't make any sense. You know, like I'm putting your genitals in your, in my mouth. Then it's a tit for tat situation. Unless you're in a situ in a relationship where that's been negotiated and that's okay with you. That's fine. But for the most part, I think both people want the oral sex. I was the asshole that always got um, the oral pleasure and never gave my and never gave it in return until I was in a relationship for a long period of time. So I'm sorry. You're apologizing. Yes, on I'm on admitting air. I was I was not reciprocating. This is a public apology. It was a public apology <laughs> to all those folks that I hooked up with in my teens and twenties. There you go. Why? Why did you, what, what was your reason? There was, I had like a whole traumatic experience when I was like 14 with this older guy. And, um, he did like this forceful blowjob situation where he forced my head down mm. and like was pushing my neck down and, and was really uncomfortable until the point where like, I like had it in my mouth and then just like had to push him off me and, and ran away. And so it, you know, it was really traumatic. And for nice. me, I was, I kind of made a promise to myself that, like um, the whole like cock sucking scenario would only be for special people at special times in my life. And actually the first boyfriend I lost my virginity to, who we already talked about, never gave him a blowjob. Came mm. later on. So there you go. I just um, released some shame right now. But I had no shame in the, the whole forceful cock thing, um, cock eating situation. It was more or less um, me not reciprocating oral play back then. So yeah, I mean that sounds sounds yeah. like a traumatic experience and like yeah. a normal reaction to that to that trauma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to protect myself. It's not safe, so I'm just going to avoid it altogether. That's yeah. some shame right there, everyone. Oh yeah, Sean, what do you love about eating pussy? Tell oh my us. god! <laughs> oh my god! Well, number one, like it's so intimate. You know, it's like it's it, it's it's almost a toss up as to what's more intimate, like putting someone's genitals in your mouth or penetrating or letting them penetrate you. Um, I, I love watching my 
my partner squirm, you know, while I, while I eat her out. Um, I think there's, I just, I just find it so intimate. And I also feel like there's, there's a great element of control. Like I'm doing something and then you're reacting to that thing that I'm doing. Um, which I just find, I find it really arousing. Um, I think it's the best way to make my partner orgasm. Like, I mean, just statistically speaking, most, uh, female bodied people can't have orgasms through penetration alone. And I'm a penis having person. And so if, if orgasms aren't on the table through, through penetration, then they, they can, and they can be on the table through oral sex, then, then that's what I'm going to do. Um, I don't, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, so are you, if you are having penetrative sex, are you almost always um, eating the pussy and giving some sort of um, either just pleasure that way or, and, or if orgasm happens that way before the penetrative sex? Like 99% of the time. Oh, he's good. I have a quick, (laughs) I have a question on that. Do you have your red wings? (laughs) Oh, I think I, I don't, I've never heard that term before, but I think the answer is, is absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Is that here? Is that happen on your cheeks? Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, there's no. I mean, I've pulled a, a tampon out with my teeth before at Burning Man, so I'm not. Yes, I actually love you now. Sean has no fear. No, Sean, that's for amazing. all of you that thinks a pussy is gross. You must be. Please, please, just. I've take had a note. guy like trim my tampon string and go down on me, like trim it before it was in the way. Yes, and then go down, but I've never had him pull it out with his teeth. That's a hashtag new goal. He's an animal. And then, and then <laughs> flung it. You know, I flunged it with my with my head and my neck snap. It was anyway. You know what her her name was? This was a long time ago. This was like eight years ago. It just her name was like Gummy Bear or something. She was a bear. <laughs> very her burning, burning man. man name. Very burning wow. man in the in a sandstorm while um, Riders of the Storm was playing the oh door wow. song. Yeah. This is way better than your virginity story. This is yeah. actually. I've had a lot of. A Burning Man sex. I'm coming out with an episode uh, called How to Get Laid at Burning Man. Oh. And nice. it's, it's going to be a good one. It's not written from the perspective of the game. It's uh, more um, uh, female friendly. Oh, it's it's uh, it's love drive centric for oh, sure. Perfect. Love drive centric. Mm, I, I like that. that. That's good. Did you t- did you trademark that? You should. No, but I should. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, okay. Well, you. S- it sounds like you really do believe ladies first. Right. But mm-hmm. why, why do you believe this? I just think that like physiologically it makes sense. Um, what the reality is that when I orgasm, I'm much less interested in sex. And I think that's true for one of you too. Is it not? Um, when you orgasm, you're less interested in sex. Yeah. Um, is that true? I'm interested just... in having my partner orgasm and it turns me on more. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know when they're going to come. Yeah, I wouldn't, no, I, I, I wouldn't say when I orgasm. No, when I orgasm, I definitely want a cock inside me. <laughs> oh, oh, well, that's yeah, perfect. Then I think, um, I think that's one of the benefits of making your partner come first is that I, they usually <laughs> want you to have sex with them after or penetrate them after. <laughs> but true. for me, when I come, I want a sandwich. Like I, I just, I'm just not aroused anymore. And that's not to say that I can't have sex or or like uh, give more oral sex after I orgasm or do a massage or do something that gets me eventually back in the mood. But, you know, I'm 35 years old. I don't have the libido of a 25-year-old anymore. I used to be able to to orgasm multiple times with like very little refractory period. And that's just not the case anymore. 
And so if I want to stay aroused and excited throughout the lovemaking session, then I make sure that I just don't orgasm that my partner, if orgasm is the goal and if it's that's, that's something that they want, then I'm going to make sure that they get it before I get mine because it's just harder for me to, to stay aroused. I mean, it's just, that's it. I see kind of selfish when you put it that way, but. And do you go in with a negotiation? Like you talk about this usually beforehand, like, look, this is, this is how I'm feeling. How do you feel about this? No, because I've never really been with someone who was like, didn't really enjoy the fact that I was going to eat them out and that they were going to probably orgasm from it and that we were probably going to have penetrative sex after or not, or maybe just like watch a movie. I don't know. I mean, I don't always have to orgasm when, when we, when I'm in like a sex session. Mm-hmm. It's like not that. always the goal. No goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I like that as well. Mm-hmm. I like his style. Uh, okay. Well, you have five steps for being great at eating pussy. You even wrote a blog about it and it was a big hit. Tell, that's what our listeners are like, shut up, Amy and April. We just want to hear the steps. <laughs> Enough about it's us. Still, it's still a big hit. It gets like a thousand hits a week. People, oh, it, nice. it got picked up on some, you know, thought catalog and some other PS I love you medium things. And it just keeps on, people keep on clicking on it. I mean, I don't know that they enjoy it, but. I'm pretty sure they're getting something out of it. Maybe it's just the title. Who knows? Uh, so step one, are we ready? Yep. <laughs> I, haven't actually, I, haven't, out. I haven't talked about pussy this much, like oh. continuously, and it's great. It's, Ever? It's really Ever before? No, I, I don't think so. I mean, it's been we're going on 40 minutes of just talking about eating pussy, which I love, so... When conversations like this, I think, are the reason why I got so comfortable saying the word pussy. Like, I remember maybe 10 years ago, maybe six years ago, where I wasn't as comfortable saying pussy. And I've just had a lot of conversations where I've said pussy, pussy, pussy. And now it's just natural. It's like pussy. Oh. You think if we were in England and they called it cunt all the time? We get used you, to it over time. Would you probably? feel better or cunt, cunt, cunt. different about it? So when I eat cunt, that. <laughs> yeah, she- stick it in my cunt. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit, it sounds harder. It's a bit of a harder word than pussy. Yeah. Pussy yes. has nice, has a going on. Mm. Yeah. So tell us your steps. All right. Step one, take your time eating pussy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just step one of, of arousal for women. It's, it's, it's scientifically proven that women take longer to, to get aroused than men. So just based on that, we need to be taking longer uh, in our sex-making, love-making session. So number one is to go slow, which equals foreplay and lots of it. Um, I went to Esalen, which is like, you know, it's close to your house, but Big this sir. like massage hippie retreat workshop getaway place. I don't know how to describe that place, but they have a massage there, the Esalen massage. And it's, it's like excruciatingly slow. The, the, the strokes, don't you say go like it goes take slower it, than slow and then slower than that. That's how, yeah, that's how you should eat pussy pretty much. Or at least the beginning part of the foreplay that leads up to the, to the pussy eating should be at the minimum, you know, if for people that are time-based 20 minutes minimum of foreplay that doesn't include touching any erogenous zone, uh, maybe breasts, but for sure, definitely no pussy, no vulva at the most there, there'll be like a graze with the back of my hand, like a fingertip graze. Just to let you know that I know that you have a pussy and that eventually <laughs> I'll be going there. Um, so that's that's usually a great way to start is to just take take your time. And I play a game sometimes called like find four spots that aren't traditionally erogenous zones. 
So the crook of the elbow, the back of the knee, the nape of the neck, like your rib cage, like explore the woman's body or the man's body, explore the body and find these uh, non-traditionally erogenous zones and like, you know, remember them for next time because they're going to come in handy. So that's number one. Number one is take your time eating pussy. What do you think so far? Love it. Love it. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you just thought, I, so yeah, the slower than slow and then slower than that is, I add slower than that because when people think they're going slow, they're actually usually not going slow. They think it's, they've slowed down. They're still moving really fast. So whatever y'all think slow is, slow down. It isn't just with the movement also. I, I think you're also saying the there's the technique of going slow when you're touching balls. So slowing down the um, the the way, the parts of the body, you know, even the foreplay in not just trying to go right for the pussy right away. I mean, there was a time and place for going right for the pussy or right for the cock. Don't get me wrong. It's, but it's for the most part slower than slow and then slower than that is usually the way to go. My pussy likes that you just said that. <laughs> Ready for number two? Yeah. Yes. This one, this, this step is very like, I'm a, I'm a Virgo, so I like logistics and I like things. I'm a bit of a perfectionist. And so this step appeals to me in the sense that uh, step two is get comfortable eating pussy because it's, it's not a sprint. Like it's often a marathon. It can, it could be, if, if we're, if we're doing it slow, then we're going to spend a lot of time doing it. And the one thing that, that will get me out of the session is if I'm uncomfortable and I don't want to be scrunched up on the bed. I don't want to be half falling off the bed. I don't want like any part of my body to fall asleep because that means that I'm not, I'm no longer present because I'm trying to fix this other thing. And so, um, I want to get really, really comfortable eating pussy. And so I will often ask my partner to scoot up on the bed and get into a diagonal so that you're actually using the diagonal of the bed. So their head will be in the very corner and then you'll be angled diagonally. And so that means that none of my body is like hanging off. I'm comfortable, you know, as long as like the temperature is right, I'm comfortable. And one of the key pieces of, of how I get women off is that I'll use my left hand inside the vagina with like two fingers, um, you know, stimulating the G spot. But that can be a really awkward movement if you don't if you don't have it all right. And so I like to. It's really hard to describe on a podcast, and I've been thinking <laughs> about this all day. But I sort of like tuck my my arm underneath my stomach. You guys can see what I'm doing. Yes. I like mm-hmm. tuck it underneath, mm-hmm. and and then I just lay flat with you know, my right hand over the mons. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just in a comfortable position where I can, I can do that for 30, 40 minutes. No problem. So wait, is your partner, the pussy that you're eating, are they on their side? And then you're essentially on yours. I'm, I'm picturing it like he's like this and they're on their back. They're on their back. They're on their back. They got their okay. head in, in one corner of the mattress uh-huh, at the head of the, the bed. And then I'm sort of halfway. Uh huh you know, wherever their pussy ends up being. And then my legs are sort of on the other diagonal of the bed. So we're, we're just so making one on long belly. line. Yeah, you're I'm on, on my your belly. belly. Okay, got yeah. it. Okay, yeah, His arms just prop like on his stomach like uh-huh. this. Okay. It, I get yeah, my it. Arm like kind of like, lifting. Yeah. Yeah, my arms underneath, I'm like squashing it. Sort of I, just like, I don't know if I was like really uncomfortable and I would like hold my, my arms close to my body. That's where that left hand is. And it's really important for that. I don't know, just for it's the leverage. mechanics. Leverage. L- leverage and, and comfort, long-term comfort, because I don't want to get a sore wrist mm-hmm. or like a sore bicep or anything. So I just make sure that I'm like well set up for it. I mean, this seems sort of obvious, but it's really not. I think people give up because it's uncomfortable and it doesn't have to be uncomfortable. Totally. That's yeah. number two. Uh-huh. Got it. Thank Love you, it. number two. <laughs> yeah. 
What about number three? <laughs> number three is uh, pay attention. Pay attention, which is basically that that your partner is giving you all the information you need to know regarding how you're doing, right? So breath, body, hips rotating. Is she flushing? Is she sweating? Is she moaning? Is she grabbing my head? Is she getting more wet? Is her clitoris getting more swollen? Like this is a lot of information that's coming non-verbally that's actually very like physiological. Is the what I'm doing working? And if you pay attention, if you're not paying attention, you'll miss a lot of these signs. The flushing is very... Uh, it's very subtle. The sweating could just be like a little bit of sheen on the breast. Like that's all very subtle. The hips rotating can be all very subtle and the breath as well. But, you know, when you're laying there and you're eating pussy, your eyes are, you're, you have a really great vantage view, like a view of what's happening with your partner's body. And so pay attention. It's really important to pay attention because when you do something different, whether it's increase the tempo or the pressure or the direction or adding some stimulation like playing with nipples or inserting fingers into the vagina, um, it's important to notice if what I've just done has made like a, a positive effect on her arousal. And if it hasn't, then I can either back down or that could be an opportunity to talk about, did you like that? Did you not like that? Do you want it any differently? And so I just... I just feel that that we're not paying attention enough and that a lot of the information is available to us if we just tune into the partner and 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 just stay present with what you're doing which is a beautiful act you know like giving pleasure to your partner is is it's pretty hot so mm -hmm. like let's stay present and pay attention it's also great for um, the receiver to communicate on whatever level like that feels great yes 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 mm -hmm. uh, because I, I know that from experience, I was a poor communicator and there were times where there were things done that I wasn't into and I would just kind of stop and just get in my head like, oh, how long is this going to last? You oh know, and then God. I'd be like, damn it. And now I just try to communicate. But I love like the squeezing of the head with my legs, like when they're in between, like, yeah, I love that. Like that, doing that, that means like, I like what you're doing. Yes. But I just think it's also fun to just. Or earmuffs. You earmuffs. Can't you can call them earmuffs. <laughs> she tried I had a partner who used to like tap on the back of my head. And and she would tap faster and faster and faster. And that was sort of a sign to go faster and faster and faster. Oh, it was really cool. She didn't actually know she was doing it. Uh, it was totally subconscious. And yeah, if, if your partner is yelling, please don't stop, please don't stop. That's a great sign that you're doing something good, well, and to not stop, like under any circumstances, should yeah. you not stop. Yeah, pay attention unless you're like your neck is going to unless break there's an earthquake or... and the fire alarm's going off. Mm -hmm. But if you can, there... keep going. <laughs> yeah, there are some there are some extenuating circumstances. We all know what those are. <laughs> yeah, we know what those ones are. I look. Yeah, and then also if something's feeling good, I feel like you there's not never too much emphasis. Like you can never overemphasize how good something is, right? As long as it's authentic. So if something's feeling good. Um, tell your partner that it's feeling good because that means you're going to get more of that thing. Mm -hmm. And if it's not feeling good, then of course do that too. But um, yeah, anything that's complimenting someone, they love hearing that and they're more likely to know what, th know what to do. Which is a segue into step number four, which is use your words. Oh, mm -hmm. perfect. Good yeah, there's, there's no better. I mean, it's, it's uh, our, our, our ability to communicate is actually our biggest like sexual organ. So like mm -hmm. speech can be incredibly arousing. And like you said, hearing feedback, I love feedback. Like the, the reality is that I am not a mind reader. Nobody's a mind reader. Uh, 
and we didn't get the manual on the stuff and we're, we're men or to the, for the most part expected to know a lot of stuff. We're supposed to, to be proficient at things. And the reality is, and, and you know, if I start, if I start playing tennis, I'm going to be really bad at playing tennis, you know, at the very get go until I have a coach that tells me actually do this, do that. So, you know, use your words. And that goes for both the giver and the receiver is, is, is vital because I've gotten good at, at identifying nonverbal signs. And, and once you know your partner, you'll get better at that also, but it's not a substitute for just using communication, asking, like I said, does this feel good? Would you like more pressure, less pressure? Do you prefer, would you like, is there anything that I can do for you? And it's kind of awkward at first to start asking those questions if you're not used to it, but eventually it just, it just, it's like anything. It's like saying pussy a hundred times. It's just not a big deal after a while, especially if they know that you're doing it to help, you know? Mm -hmm. So, uh, experts don't guess. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. I like that. Unless experts learn, unless someone's psychic, but, and retain, and if they are psychic, send them our way. We have some questions. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. They must be great lovers. I know. Oh my God. Making love to a psychic person. Ooh, you gotta try this. Yeah. April loves psychics. I mean, I hung out with a psychic for a while. You should ever. She th- wanted to like, pussy. she wanted to partner up with me. I was like, I don't think that we'd be a good match. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how our pussy is. How did you her. not know that already? <laughs> she knows everything that you want. <laughs> everything that you're feeling. Uh, okay. What about step five? The grand finale. Dun, dun, dun. Step five is don't quit before the miracle happens. Oh, mm. don't throw in the towel, yo. Don't throw in the towel. Yeah. Wow. It's like it, sometimes that orgasm is right around the corner. And I mean, it's really important also to know that you're not rushing your partner and that your partner has all the time in the in the world to achieve orgasm if they want to achieve orgasm. I mean, the thing is people in general have a really hard time receiving. Like it's really challenging to receive for any length of time without wanting to do something else. And so step five is sort of like, you know, it's telling the giver don't quit, but it's also telling the partner that it's okay for you to take your time. I mean, I know that if I'm receiving a blowjob after 10 minutes, I'm, I already start worrying about, you know, what should I should be giving you pleasure now. We're just not really taught to like let go and receive. And so you know, whenever my partner says, don't stop, whatever I do, I do not stop. Even if I got a tongue cramp, mm-hmm. I'm just going to like, I'm going to go the distance. Uh, and, and I'm not going to stop eating pussy <laughs> until she literally pulls my face off of her pussy. Or she says, you can stop now. Or please fuck me. That's another good one. Ooh, but, I like that one. <laughs> how do you feel about 69? Because I'm a huge fan of 69 because I like see what's happening with your cock and how it's responding and it gets me more excited. But how do you feel about it? I mean, can you come from 69? Yeah, I have before actually. Well, Cause it's, cause my I'll... focus isn't all, I don't know. It's, I have a thing about what I'm doing to the other person and how responsive they are. So you're getting off to seeing what you're doing to them while they're touching yep, and you. And feeling like the, the tremor of the vein, feeling like they're going to come and I'm like, yes, it's working. And it turns me on even more, but maybe I'm just a special snowflake. I've never had an orgasm from 69. Really? It's very distracting. I'm like trying to focus on them. I can't focus on myself. Actually. I have them. I'm like focusing 10% on what they're doing to me and 90% on them. And it's just impossible. Hmm. What about you? Sean? I mean, I like it for fun as like a transition position, 
really, mm-hmm. like from one to another, or if we both need a break from penetration or something. But I don't think that I've ever given somebody an orgasm in 69. I, I find it very distracting. Also, generally, the women I sleep with are, are shorter than me. And so there's like a, ang- a weird angle thing going on where I can't get the right oh. angle and she can't get the right angle. So it's it's like, it just doesn't, it's not, it doesn't work that, that well for me. What, how t- are you super tall? No, I'm only six feet, but there's okay. even even if the woman's five six, there's there's six inches there where it's like it doesn't it just doesn't add it doesn't match up, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, Chip. I think you might be in. The, I mean, I'm sure I'm there's a, a couple other people boat. in your '69 boat, but I don't think it's a lot of them. Okay, got it. Yeah, I don't know why. I think I I just like it's the because 69. you get off on on giving so hard though on being the best and. Um, and like yeah. conquering <laughs> the world. <laughs> I just it. did that. Yeah, <laughs> I piss excellence. I mean, that's beautiful. If you so that if you can find pleasure in giving pleasure, and yeah. then while you receive pleasure, you can still somewhat, you know, stay present for those feelings, and then go get over the top that way. That's awesome. And I think most folks really, especially when when receiving so hard for people, they need that space to just fully like surrender and also focus on the sensations that they're feeling as opposed to on all the other things that they're doing at the same time. Yeah. 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 Giving people the permission to receive is, is an incredibly powerful and, and just to normalize the fact that it's actually really hard to, uh, to do. It's really hard yes. to do. It yeah. is. I'm not a good receiver. Do you have any um, good, I don't want to call them lines, but things that you say to, um, to pussy owners to kind of uh, help them relax or receive to help them drop in their bodies and be like, Oh, okay. I can just surrender here. Or I mean, I like to, I, I, so I, I've done some erotic massage in the past and, uh, and I just like to tell the people that I'm giving a massage, like this time is for you. Mm-hmm. You know, like we have a certain amount of time. This time is for you. If you need to touch me, for whatever reason, because it grounds you or because, because you really want to go ahead. But the focus is on you. And I just mm-hmm. want you to know that. And often that's enough. Just giving somebody the permission to, to, to just receive and that there are no expectations for you to give me pleasure while I'm give, giving you pleasure, I think is incredibly powerful. Mm, I love that. Mm-hmm. I do too. Although I would probably be thinking like, well, how long is appropriate for me to receive? <laughs> how long, you know, that's like a thing I got to get over. Hmm. I mean, Sorry. you could talk about that. Mm-hmm. You could say for the next 30 minutes, this is all about you. Okay. And then just have a timer ding. We've talked about the timer dinging, which helps because I wouldn't know what 30 minutes is. I get lost in the abyss of pleasure. I think more of the heady folks are gonna, going to need a timer <laughs> and the non-heady folks <laughs> might not need a timer. More than a timer, like a, like a little clock, like a little like massage clock, therapist clock, you know, where you mm-hmm. can like every now and then be like, oof, I got another 15 minutes of just relaxing, you know, yeah. because I think with a timer, you might be like, is it 30? It's, it feels like 30 or it's been only been 28 or it's... That- that's with, with massage though. I'm like, how long is this massage? God, I mean, like I hate, I try, like I've been meditating every day and trying to be in the moment. It's not working. It's really <laughs> it, No, it's, I'm getting better. But I'm <laughs> saying if it were like that, I'd be in my head about when can I be the giver? Mm-hmm. Like when can I? So I'm, you know, it's just time for me to, you know, switch roles a little bit, tap into my receiving end. The receiving end. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> It's hot. We all have one of those. Yeah. Yes, we do. I, I mean, I have a couple receiving orifices. orifices. Um, one of my other favorite lines for um, pussy eating or co- or even for second cock is to say, I could do this all day. And just that in itself is kind of the same message of like, there's no rush here. You know, yeah. where it's just like, I'm really enjoying this and I could do it forever. And of course, I really can't do it forever, but um, I'm just letting you know that I'm that into it. 
Turns out if you told me that, I would probably orgasm in about a minute. So you wouldn't actually be doing it forever. It'd only be for another minute. (laughs) She's like, it worked. That's what I I really meant. (laughs) By saying this, I'm going to make them come faster. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Because you were able to relax. And you're like, oh, that was hot. They're so into it. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you have any burning questions you wanted to ask us? Oh. Oh. Well, you know, the guide that I wrote is, is what women wish you knew about about eating pussy. And so now that I'm talking to two women right now, I'm wondering, is there anything else that, that you wish people knew about eating pussy or your pussy? I would say my one thing that I would share is that for those folks that are the givers out there that want to be eating the pussy or are eating the pussy, uh, lubrication is no indication of how turned on the person is. You can be, compl- I, I will speak from my own personal experience. Sometimes I, um, mon, you know, an antihistamine, or I think that's what it is, or uh, I drank too much alcohol or there's so many different things and it dehydrates me. I didn't drink enough water in general, but I'm still super turned on. I'm enjoying the pussy eating. Um, just use some saliva as uh, lubrication because that's one thing that I feel like um, is a commonality. People are like, oh, and, and cause it's happened to me before I've eaten pussy and the, there was no lubrication. I'm like, oh, it doesn't indicate that they're not turned on. It just probably means that like this moment they're not getting lubricated. So that would be my share. So keep at it and, and keep going and it will probably happen, but, um, just use saliva cause that membrane does need some, um, some slickness to even make it more pleasurable. I would say for me, um, touching my pussy is pretty much the same as touching like the, my low, the lower back, meaning it can be really ticklish if it's touched in a way where there isn't a lot of warm up or there isn't enough pressure. Um, what that all kind of like flinch or squirm a little bit. And so, um, that warm up piece is really important. And when it comes to using things like the tongue, um, just having just having the tongue just touching those spots it's almost like a creepy pokey finger which is what i like to describe uh, is when like, i mean my my body responds well to flat surfaces like the flat of the palm of the hand or the flats of the fingers or the flats of the tongue or the or actually the pressure of the lips pressing into the um into my pussy and um so like little pokey things are n- just can have the tendency to tickle me and i can't speak for everyone but um, I would say that's kind of, again, like asking people where, the, what feels good or what doesn't feel good. Um, because some people I'm sure will like that. And, um, some people like myself that will, will actually feel more like you're trying to tickle me. <laughs> do you, you, so do you respond better to like the flat of a tongue versus the tip of a tongue? Yeah, the flat. In fact, I actually like the, I like more lips than tongue. Mm. Um, I mean, I definitely Sucking like tongue, but I like tongue, yeah. but I like my tongue combined with, with lips of the two. And because if, 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 yeah, more flat of the tongue, but if it's just the tip, it just can feel like, uh, yeah, like the, the point of a finger that in it, I can just, yeah. Can just brace it almost sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about, yeah, you just mentioned sucking. Like, uh, that's not really something I do a lot of. It's not in my repertoire, but I'm wondering if, I it, like should, sucking. if it should be. A light sucking, <laughs> not like a, but I do like, not the nibbling, the I, sucking. I, I personally think it's fantastic to add it in to the repertoire. Like, surprisingly, not a, like um, just all sucking, but the licking and the sucking. I think if there's too much sucking on my clit, then my clit would be overstimulated and go kind of numb too. So it's like, a, a fine balance. I don't think it's, yeah. I don't That's think what, yeah, just mix it up. Add mm-hmm. a, a gentle suck yeah. from time to time. I remember um, re- re- going to one of Read Me Halka's uh, How to Eat a Pussy class and 
he was just like, just bury your whole face in there. Like you should be essentially only see your eyes popping up and your, you know, even your nose is in there doing things. Like you're just deep in there and you essentially like have pussy juices all over your face. As opposed to it's neat and pretty. Like I'm going to keep my face really far and just touch you with my tongue, but not get it all over my cheeks. You know, and I don't wonder what you think about that, Sean. I think somewhere in the middle could work. I mean, I'm not going to shame anybody for for like burying their whole face in <laughs> in the vulva or for doing just the the tip of the tongue. Um, I think for me, it's like a happy medium. Like I'm definitely getting it all over my cheeks. I'm not often burying my nose inside <laughs> the like opening of your vagina. Uh, mm-hmm. Although if I'm going to be like, if I'm going to be like rimming you or eating your ass, then there that might have that might happen. But often I do that with with the woman like on her stomach because you have better access mm-hmm. anyways i feel like it's kind of awkward to go underneath there but i mean whatever takes whatever like gets the job done i guess is like what i'm willing to do but i've just never found that i've had to like dive in all the mm-hmm. way yeah yeah it's not totally. in my hair it's not never in my hair no rimming's so hot by the way oh uh, yeah rimming yeah gateway yeah. <laughs> to my heart <laughs> That that's often like that is something that I will do like on the first hookup. Oh yeah, and people and then you are shy a little away sur- from it when you get to know uh, them or what? I don't sh- no yeah. Then I'm like that's gross. I don't want to do that. Now when I know what you <laughs> when I know what you eat, I'm not into it. Yeah. Oh Jesus. <laughs> no, I love it all the time. She keeps pulling my my headphone. <laughs> I love it. I love it all the time. Yeah, you nice. love what rimming all the time. I love rimming all the time. So yeah. you'll offer on the first the first day you offer you offer some rimming. Oh yeah, I bet that closes lots of deals. It, so <laughs> I'll I'll offer the rimming before the eating eating pussy, as like a that's like part of the warm up technique, and often that sends women like it just drives them crazy. Mm-hmm. It also sends a message that like I am not scared mm-hmm. of anything really like if the juices are flowing yeah the juices are flowing i mean obviously there's like you know there's like a smell check happening there of course but you got a smell check you got a smell check i mean i mean but for the most part women stay so much cleaner than men like just just all i mean you're just for the most part always so clean i don't know how you do it Mm. i'm a wet wipe whore (laughs) (laughs) that's probably how then yeah i mean personally they're really bad for apparently they're really bad for your the system and the environment i found out i'm like damn it but i can't give it up in europe they're all the rage you need a bidet i know i do i would love a bidet or a bidet toilet seat which they sell at costco apparently what you just (laughs) (laughs) it gives you deodorizes you and everything it's like 600 bucks i don't know about deodorizing the pussy is that good it's like shoots some air up there oh like it it has like the the wetness and you can position it my friend had one uh on saturday when i was at that the party and i was like this thing is amazing it's a heated toilet seat bidet but it doesn't look as, as great as you want it to, but it does a great job. I sat on that thing for 25 minutes. You did? <laughs> I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I think they have a discount at Costco right now on those. You need to get one. Anyway. Should have got you one of those for your Maybe birthday. I'm going to quit Shameless Sex and become a toilet a bidet toilet seat <laughs> cover uh, seller. I'm just You kidding. can do both, actually. Yeah. Oh, like okay. They're, they're complimentary. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Then you could sponsor our podcast yes. with the bidets. Ooh, yeah. I like it. You can get a hose that you attach to to your your toilet, and then you can just like give it a little, <laughs> like a siphon, like the, the siphoning, like siphon the water out of the toilet. No, no, it's a, it's a hose that hooks onto the behind the tank, and it's sort of like you know that that hose oh, the, yeah. the attachment that you have on your sink. 
Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah, I've and seen you, I have seen those actually oh. and I've looked at them and I was like, is that to clean my bits? I feel like that would be a little messy though with the sprayage like all over the bathroom. You know, I was in India and it, there's a lot of countries where that is very common and it, it, it's there you're just used to wet toilets. The toilets are all wet and it's yeah. like people that's that's normal over there. India's and like what we do is no not paper. normal. Yeah. 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 Us sitting up on our really tall throne that's really bad for our bowels. Yeah. <laughs> but we look clean and potty. neat and pretty and use lots of paper. Yeah. Oh. Rubbing irritating raw paper on our buttholes. That's normal. Yeah. Yeah. Bleeding buttholes. Super normal. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, on a different note, <laughs> um, how can people work with you or learn more from you? Or I know that you have the podcast, but can you tell our listeners? How can they reach you, Sean? TheLoveDrive.com is the easiest way to find out all about me. That's where the videos live. That's where the blogs live. That's where the podcast lives. I made a page uh, specifically for shameless sex listeners. So if you go to TheLoveDrive.com forward slash shameless, I have this guide called The Seven Habits of Highly Sexual People because I want people to have more sex. Mm -hmm. And so I just combined like I, I talked to a lot of people and then I figured out like what do I do? Uh, to to be highly sexual and I condensed it into like a little four page guide. So uh, for shameless listeners, they could just go to thelovedrive.com forward slash shameless and it's there. You like put in your email and you say, get it and I'll email it to you right away. Nice. And that's where you can find me or you can find me in Montreal. Like literally, this is where I live. So <laughs> oh, I know we were just we there. We were just there. I know we missed you. What? Yeah, last month in May. Well, well now it's July and May. We I didn't know like, you all back then. I know you didn't. Oh, yes. sad face. It was awesome. I love Montreal. They want us to come back though. They do. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll we might be back. Maybe next year. I would love to I would I would host you and we could do this again live on a different on the subject of rimming. I know Ooh. someone lost their anal virginity recently. Hey. I did well January fourteenth. <laughs> Still pretty <laughs> recent in the in the scope, in the grand scope of your life. Yes. That's that's like yesterday. And now I'm an avid um lover of anal sex it's really fun it's hot it's i i, I love it i'm a, I'm a huge fan so that's for those our, of you out that's there our next podcast right uh, here yeah, i like that so um any other words last words of wisdom you'd like to share in the final closing of this podcast sean my parting thought is that you can have it all through honest playful communication i really think that's the goal, like learning how to ask for it and then doing it, which is actually, that's the hard part is actually doing, asking for the stuff, but I, it's all possible. So that's my parting thought. I love that. And for everyone who's listening on Sean's podcast, you can learn more about us at shamelesssex.com or you can look up Shameless Sex on iTunes or Google Play or YouTube or Spotify and find our podcast there. Uh, we're also on Instagram and Facebook at Shameless Sex. And that is my shameless plug. <laughs> it's a good plug. It's solid. It's all shameless sex. Mm-hmm. It is super shameless. It is. Why always. Yeah. Well, Sean, I absolutely adored this podcast and everything that you shared with us. You're a joy. And you're a joy to watch, too, on video because we're watching you the whole time. And you have a beautiful smile. And your hair is on point. <laughs> it's pointy. It's literally. Do you? Do you all? It, so it was a blast. Just I'm just going to comment. It was a blast to be on here. Thank you so much. I I haven't talked about eating pussy for this amount of time ever, and I'm super grateful to be Yay. to be able to. And do you have a parting thought for my listeners? <gasps> oh mm. well, I think you already covered some of them. I mean, one of the things that we always say is go slower than slow and then slower than that. Like literally whatever you think you're doing that is slow, 
Go slower than whatever that is and see what happens because you'll probably discover something magical. Amazing. I thought you were frozen for a second because you looked so happy. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm just like, I'm over the moon. He's like, yes, slowness. Yes, perfect. <laughs> yeah, and I say, you know, if if you first feel like you failed at eating pussy, try, try again. <laughs> There's more than more and more for you out there. So you can find your, your niche. Okay? That's my, that's, that's my final words. Don't give of up. Wisdom. Don't, Don't give, give up. up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never let go. Surrender. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. Thank you so much, Sean, for joining us. Thank you to all of our listeners out there. We absolutely adore you. We will see you next Tuesday, y'all. Ciao for now. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.